What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. Oh, man, one of my favorite breakthroughs with Jack Mickey. You know, when I first started my business, I kind of fell victim to this idea that I'd be able to just go sell jobs, find subcontractors, they'll paint the jobs, and I'll get paid. And, uh, you know, it really took some some real deep uh, thought to understand that, you know what, this is not working out. Not only is the pricing not working out, but more so the uh, the quality of the the experience that I was trying to give my customers. And, you know, really, I, I, I sat with Jack and we thought we were going to talk sales, but, you know, we had a little bit deeper of a uh, an issue that we had to figure out first before we can even get to sales. And uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this, especially if you're not happy with your subcontractor crews or you're looking to uh, create something uh, with a little bit more control in your business. So a great episode here uh, and it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. Okay. What is going on, everyone? I am here with Jack McGee. We are here for a business breakthrough, and his company is Trailblaze Paints. And we're here to talk, I believe, sales, because that's what we discussed before this. Um, Jack, let's just real quick jump in, man. Tell me a little bit about what your business looks like, how many people work for you, what's the revenue looking like. And I'll be honest, I want to dive into this because you've mentioned this a couple of times publicly, especially in our painting group, that there's some debt that you're working through. So tell me a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, so uh, this is year two of the business. Um you know, okay. year one, you're trying to find the right people. Now we've got about 15 people working for us, kind of, you know, as needed. Um, okay. Three different teams. They're, we finally got incredible teams, which is why I can take the time to sit down with you at 930 in the morning. Love and talk it. About this. Uh, as far as <laughs> revenue, so far we've sold uh, just under 300000 uh, from January okay. to today. So January to August. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, I've got quite a bit of debt. Uh, little what, what kind of debt? What kind of debt do you have? Because in painting business, you don't really have too much debt other than paint. So where, where's the debt coming from? Um, so that's the thing. I tried to sit down with a CPA. My QuickBooks isn't telling me. Um, it's really hard to tell. I think what happened. Do you have loans currently, or do you have any loans out currently? Yeah, I've got uh, two loans. I've got credit cards that are basically maxed out. Okay. Uh, and then utilizing as much debt as my Sherwin Williams store will <laughs> allow me to. Will do. allow you, right, to pay for uh, to pay for the labor mostly. Right. Right. So you have fifteen guys. Um, are these subcontractors in, in like a network that you have that you trust that you can use? Cause 300,000 is kind of low for staffing 15 full time. So do yeah, you have any it, employees It's subs and they're used as needed. I would say okay. week by week, I probably do six to seven people a week. 
Six to seven. Okay, that's yeah, that's okay. So you're utilizing six to seven. Um, how many sub teams is that? Two or three? So how many jobs are you doing per week? Uh, three sub teams per week. About two to three jobs a week. About two to three jobs per week. Okay, so all right, that that kind of helps me paint paint a better picture. Are you the sole owner, or do you have anyone else working alongside you? Yeah, it's just me. Just you. Okay, cool. Um, and you're doing all the estimates, and you're are you answering the phone? Do you have someone helping you with that? Yeah, I'm answering the phone, and we just switched to a new marketing platform that's really pumping a lot of leads, and that may be something cool. I need to look into. But of course, I can't afford it. What marketing platform are you using? So we do a lot of everything. Uh, I've been heavy into Facebook. We do a lot of Facebook, Google, SEO. Okay. Um, Got it. And then uh, another strategy I really enjoy is yard signs. So we, I actually have someone once a week go put out yard signs in my service range and maintain okay. uh, yard signs. And we get you know a couple calls a week from yard signs and people see Got them it. every day. Do you feel like you're making any money? There's no way I'm making any money. <laughs> uh, so this, you, 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 you just don't feel like you're making any money at all. So this last month, so let me break it down to January, February, my leads were incredible. I was doing about okay. four appointments a month after February, it dropped off like completely. My Facebook annihilated. I was literally getting zero leads a month from, uh, March to June when I switched. Okay. Um, Sorry, I lost so my train you, of thought. Well, no, you were, you were getting zero leads from March to June once you switched. Right, before I switched. Um, right. And then it so, picked back up. So anyways, I, I had a lot of opportunity costs that I missed out on all those months. Okay, got it. So that kind of that kind of puts you back. So the thing about it is, and like, here's where, here's where I, I think, first of all, it's just kind of a perspective, right? Like, every job is a fresh start. Like, if you worked at a restaurant, you don't get to do job by job. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you have a lot of these fixed costs throughout the month. You have rent, you have really, you have uh, food and storage that you have inventory of. These are all costs that a business incurs. And really it's dependent on people coming in and utilizing that. You know, the beauty of our business is that we don't have to hold an inventory. Uh, Sherman Williams or our paint distributor does that, right? So we really can, we only need to purchase inventory on that specific job. That's a beautiful thing because um, if we were a restaurant, we'd have to buy, you know, two weeks worth of chicken, two weeks worth of eggs, two weeks worth of onions, two weeks worth of, of tomatoes and hope that we can generate enough business to utilize that inventory. Uh, and, and here's the, also the worst part is that sometimes that inventory can go to waste. And I'm not comparing you to a restaurant. I just kind of want to just kind of maybe give you a little bit of a perspective of how, you know, if we were to start from zero right now, Jack, like if you had no debt, okay, um, really job by job is like a profit and a loss. And if you focus on the margins on each job, when you price them out, if you focus on margins, because if you, if you do that, there's no way you can't come out. Um, above water because you're doing it job by job. So for example, if you're pricing out a job and you know you're making a 45% profit margin on that job, you know, there's really no reason why 
the next one, you can't do that. And the next one, and then ultimately when you look at your month, Hey, I've made 45% for the month, you know? So whenever you say you're in debt, um, it's just, it's, it's, I really think that we need to get granular on your pricing because there's no way you should not be making money in this business. I think I know why. Number one, you're probably paying your subcontractors way too much. And <laughs> you're probably also providing the products, right? So you're also, you're, so you're paying them labor and you're supplying the material as you should um, in a sense. But also, let me break this down. You really shouldn't because um, when you have a subcontractor relationship, by the book, they're supposed to be supplying materials. Okay. But you as a business owner, you want some control over the quality, I assume. Is that correct? Right. And of course, with the shortage, it's, you know, if I Making quote it, it even more product, difficult, you got to get another, you product. can't leave that up to them to do all the legwork to find the material. So let me, let me, let me try to pinpoint this and I'm going to do this blindly. I could be wrong. They're getting 50% of the job and you're paying 20% for the materials, leaving you 30%. I would say that's how I was averaging right. most of my jobs. I'm 30% and then, and then you're paying for marketing. Okay. Yeah. So that's taken out probably with what you're telling me, you're probably spending 10% on marketing pretty high because you said that you're diversified with Facebook. You're doing Google SEO. That's 20%. And then you feel like you're not making money because you have accumulated debt. So that little bit of 20% that's left, you're just paying off your accounts. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Every month. Okay. Um, your labor cost is killing you. All right. Um, I, let's just start there. And when I, let me ask you a question. Um, what agreements have you come up with, with these subcontractors that determine what they get paid for these jobs? So I price them out and they'll, uh, either do them or not. But I mean, that's me talking. Ideally, sometimes they get onto the job and they pitch a fit and demand more money. And sounds like you're in a vulnerable position as a business owner. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to pitch a new idea to you and you tell me what you think. Cause you're, this is a, this is a toilet bowl, man. Yeah. This system right here is a system that's pitched as the dream right? You get to go out, you get to sell jobs. You have these magical subcontractors that you don't have responsibility for. They just come in and they do excellent work and you have no employee responsibility. Um, you know, the dream sounds great, you know, but long-term these guys probably at this point, just by what you just told me, these guys I think they understand how to play you when it comes to this pricing, because if they're coming in pitching a fit, are you serious? You're the one marketing. You're the one with the business acumen. You're the one doing the sale. They can't do that or else they would have been doing it. And they're at the mercy of whether or not you can find the work. Is that, is that true? I mean, I, to me, it's like, I wouldn't even associate with somebody that pitches a fit on the pricing. And you seem like a nice guy. So you're probably, and of course you're wanting to please your customer. So you probably bend. And you're like, okay, well, you know what? I'll give you this for it just to get the job done, right? Is that kind of what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so are you open up to maybe a new, a, new, a new way to do business? I mean, I can maybe help you with that because I think, I think it might help. Yeah, I'm all ears. All right. So 
employees. Can I ask why you haven't hired employees? Um, it just feels like a lot of work and responsibility to hire and train up employees. Okay. So do you feel like what you're doing right now is a lot of work and responsibility to oversee subcontractors and make sure they're doing a good job? Not with the teams I have. So they're uh, pretty set it and forget it. Yeah. Okay. So that's a luxury, right? So when it comes to employees, let me put it this way. Really what you're doing right now is you're trying to price out jobs for two businesses to make profit. Your subcontractors, if they do it right, okay, what do they have to do? They have to pay the people that they have as employees, unless there's just a long line of subcontractors, right? Which chances are there are, they're probably paying their guy cash or whatever, unless they're a legitimate business that you're subcontracting, right? That actually has W2s for the people underneath them. Okay. Chances are, this is the problem you're running into when it comes to your sales is because you're having to overcompensate, right? Mm -hmm. So you're probably pricing your job so high just so you can make money and they can be happy doing the work, right? Yep. So you're missing out on so many jobs because you're just, you're just through the moon. You're not even close and they probably like you. The customers probably love you, dude. I mean, they probably, probably get that interaction when you go to the house and you're probably like, man, I think I got that one. And then next thing you know, you don't get it. And you're like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. That was happening. <laughs> yeah. And then you call back and you're like, Hey, I just wanted to follow up with you to see what happened. And they say, Jack, man, we really wanted to go with you, but your price was just way too high. And then you say, thank you. And then you're like, what do I do? And then like, you know, it's like this revolving cycle and you have to understand that anything worth achieving, which is a very solid business is going to require some grit. And yes, that may mean putting together your own proprietary. That's the word of the day here, man, is proprietary. You need to own the production. When you own the production, it's cheaper. You don't own production when you have subcontractors. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. right now you're borrowing someone else's you're paying extra for someone else's already perfect system here's the thing let me ask you this are you doing cabinets or are you doing interior and exterior painting interior and exterior and then you're I'm not touching cabinets i've got a sub that does only cabinets but they're booked until november okay so you can't even touch them worthless basically yeah okay and, and again that's another drawback is that you're at the mercy of their schedule. Let me tell you something. If they know they have someone else that's just like you, which there's plenty of you guys out there, that's going to pay them more. Are they going to be loyal to you? No, they're not. They're going to go where the money goes. And that may mean that your customer gets a poor experience, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, you need employees, 150%. Okay. And I'm going to give you a system. I'm going to just give you a strategy. Let me ask you this before I even do it. Are you open to the idea of employees? Because if you're not and you want to talk subcontractors, I'll go in that direction and help you refine this, refine this system you have. I have employees, 13 of them. I've never dealt with this. My, my, my labor cost is half of what yours is, 30%, 35 at the most. Can you imagine that? You know how much money that leaves you? A lot more. You're looking at 20% in paint at the most. That leaves 45% for profit and running your, your business. 
on every single job. That's how it should be, you know? And imagine if you price out jobs higher, you know, it gives you even more flexibility. So let me ask you, are you open to the idea of learning how to, to do employees? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to hear about it. Let me give you some insight, okay? First things first, I'm going to break this down so simple so I can maybe get rid of these limiting beliefs that you have about employees, okay? First things first, if you have a subcontractor crew, okay, are they humans? Mm -hmm. Okay, they're just classified differently, right? That's it. You're just, you're just, that's all it is. Okay. Someone who knows what they're doing, but you're clat, they're classified differently. They're, you're just a subcontractor. You're paying them an amount to do a job. Okay. That's it with an employee. Hey, you might, you might find someone that's just as skilled, but just doesn't have their own system put together and wants someone like you to do everything. Okay. Because reality of the situation is subcontractors do have to run a business, right? Even if they're a one to two man team, they have to run a business. They have to find people like you to sell them work. It's a constant, it's a constant battle. They have to do it. Maybe they're, they're, they're out of work for a couple of days. Like that's, that's a struggle for a lot of people. There's people out there that do not want that responsibility. There's people out there that do want to work hand in hand with someone like you to find them work. Okay. So number one, you've got to know what you're looking for. So you might think, man, it's going to be so hard to train employees to do this work. Dude, there's so many people that know how to paint that are looking for a great opportunity to work alongside someone like you. You just got to know what you're looking for. So you're looking for a foreman. You need a right-hand man that wants to work for Trailblaze Paints. So my question to you is, how much would you pay for this individual per hour? Uh, I mean, I, someone that can run a job by themselves, let's say he can paint and we're just talking one guy. What, what would you pay that person by, by themselves? One person to run a whole job per hour, 25 an hour. Beautiful. Okay. And what state are you in? North Carolina. Love it. 25 an hour. So first things first, 25 an hour is attractive to a lot of people. Okay. Hey, you have an opportunity to work alongside me for $25 an hour. And then what you're doing is if you do bring on that person, okay, just follow me here. Just hear my system because it works and you're going to be much happier and you're going to take your business to extraordinary heights. If you implement the system, I'm telling you $25 an hour, you have to find that perfect individual though. Somebody that knows all aspects of the job is motivated to work alongside you that actually cares about your brand, not their own little subcontractor brand, your brand. Okay. And wants to grow the business with you and sees opportunity for growth. You're a businessman. But if you pitch this idea that, Hey, you're the guy that I want to run production, I'm going to get a team underneath you. That's motivating to a lot of people who otherwise are working for someone else. Maybe they want a better opportunity. Okay. There's people out there. We have to understand that there's definitely someone out there that would work alongside you. Okay. So you have $25 an hour, somebody that's running a job by themselves. Your job is to work alongside them. Okay. Get your hands dirty, learn them, learn how they interact with customers. This is, you're not training them how to paint. You're just making sure that you understand how they work and looking at how long they take to do things. And then the next step is getting someone else to work alongside them. Maybe someone with less skill, but he can train them. Okay. So what you're doing is you're creating your own subcontractor crew 
and you can only find it's, let's just say you only do two people. That's way better than what you have right now. And yes, you can continue to sell work for your subcontractors, but you should be working on this little employee team on the side. So I'm not telling you to stop all your operations. I'm telling you, Hey, it's time to make a transition because at this rate, you're in a very vulnerable position in business. You're almost in the red zone. All those marketing efforts you're doing, you're not maximizing. You're kind of just breaking even. And, and like you said, you're probably, you're, you're operating at a loss. Your cash flow is just not there. Every time you get money, you have to pay a bill. Every time you get money, you're writing a big check to a subcontractor. Okay. You know, so what are some reservations you have about that plan? I mean, that sounds a lot better. I, my reservation would be once you have an employee, keeping them okay. busy full time. Oh, dude, you're a, you're a marketing mind, bro. Don't even think that. Look how busy you're keeping your subcontractors. And guess what? For one guy, you just need one job. How easy is that? And guess what? You could sell the job for way less, break even on it. If your mindset is long-term growth, okay, let me ask you this. If you have a whole house to paint, okay, let's say it's a thousand square foot house, okay? Follow me here. You would normally charge a thousand square foot house, just giving you a hypothetical scenario here, ceilings, walls, trim doors, the whole thing. You'd probably normally charge four grand, like knowing your pricing based off of like, it would be a pretty high price in relative, in rel, you know, relativity. Okay. But guess what? If your goal was to keep that guy busy, just so you can continue to build your production team, you would sell that job way less just to make sure he had work. Right. You would step back for a second, not worry about your profit. Your profit will come. Your focus is just keeping someone busy, making sure he can stay with you until you can sustain the growth. That's the mindset. That's what I've done. There's been times where, hey, guess what? The, the pipeline is looking dry. I've got eight guys to keep busy. What am I doing? Slashing my prices just to make sure they have work. I don't want them to leave, you know? And get then guess what? The customers were happy. They can't believe it. I'm pricing the job at a 25% margin just so my team has, has work. But guess what? I'll make the margin the next week. I just need more time. So you're buying yourself time by lowering your prices. You got to fluctuate those things so you can keep your team busy. But guess what? All it takes is one job. Come on. I mean, I know you can sell one job. And if you're selling them at the margins, I think you're selling them, trying to, trying to pay for your subcontractors and for you to try to make some money. Dude, imagine what would happen if you actually sold them for a decent price. You're going to sell everything. <laughs> you know? I mean, you're going to be you're going to be in an abundance of work and it's not that hard. I mean, we're talking about somebody who knows marketing, you. Like all you this is a game of averages. You get as you get 10 opportunities, how many opportunities can you convert to customers? And look at that ratio. Hey, I co I converted 3. Okay, well let me get 20 opportunities and I'll convert 6. Mhm. Mm it's, it's a law of averages in this business. You get a hundred opportunities and you have a 30% closing ratio. You're going to convert 30 jobs, <laughs> you know? So I just know that this is the best bet for you. I'd love to talk sales, Jack, but sales isn't your issue. It's production. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it is. I mean, we could talk sales. We could talk pricing. Um, I think you're smart enough to know how to price jobs. I think that this is a production issue, 1,000%. You need to get away from these subcontractors. You need to look at it from this point of view. You need to build a proprietary team. It's not that hard. You should put out an ad today and see what you get. Sell the dream. Sell the dream. They don't need to know that you're in the position you're in. That's the thing that I get with a lot of people is that you don't have to convey that you're in debt and you are a one-man show. No. If I asked you to be my general manager for premium painting 
in your area, South Carolina or North Carolina? North, North Carolina. In North Carolina. If I said, Jack, I want you to be the general manager of this new franchise we're building in your town. Okay. And I said, Jack, here's what I want you to do. Find a foreman. Okay. You would pitch this to this foreman. Hey, we're a new franchise in our area. Okay. Uh, you're going to get $25 an hour. We are hyper growth mindset. We are going to get two guys under you within 30 days. But for right now, we want to find the guy who's going to run our production coming in with that mindset. Right. But don't come in with the mindset of, Hey, I'm at my, my, I'm at the bottom of the barrel here. I'm totally in debt. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep you busy. Um, Hey, do you want to work with me? <laughs> you know, we want to make sure that you're selling the dream, bro. Right. And someone will buy into that. It's a better opportunity, man. What do you think? Other guys are like you in that area? No way. No way. People want security and they want stability. I know that you're a good enough guy to provide security. You're going to pay them every week. And I know that if you have marketing, if you're paying someone to do marketing for you, I know, I know, I know you are. Okay. I know who you work with and you're using Google and you're using all these resources and you have yard signs, your phone rings. Mm -hmm. You're way ahead of the game. You just got to find that person, man. You do employees, bro. You'll be a, you'll be a heavy hitter in your area and you're going to be happy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, for example, I know I just bid a brick house and the labor on it just to paint the brick should have been $1,500. But I know my subs won't touch it for less than three thousand. Yeah, you're 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 trying to fit two businesses into one, so you've got to you got to price it for three grand, and then you got to add on your paint, and then you got to try to try to God forbid add your profit. Are you allowed to make some profit, or is it are you working? <laughs> you know, oh yeah, working for the sub. So I sold that one. I sold it at fifty percent. I mean, I'll still sell some of these jobs. Yeah. But it's sporadic. It's not predictable. That's the problem. Right. And with brick, it's a specialty job. So if you were painting brick, you have to prime it. It's got to be something that people understand that uh, this is going to be a lot, you know. Right. But when it comes to normal house painting, you know, a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You don't get those brick jobs all the time, do you? No. Yeah. So we look at when we build a business, we want predictability any way we can, you know. Um, that was, I think that was, and you and I both probably agree. That was a, you know, that was an outlier, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, let me ask you this. I mean, based off of that plan, is this something, I mean, even tell me, no, if you don't think that what I offered you in terms of advice is, is valuable. I want to know what, I want to know why. So maybe I can help you. Or if you're like, you know what, I just want to stick with subs. I'm going to try to grind this out. Um, I also want to hear that too. I'm totally, I don't take offense to anything, man. What do you think? No, I like it. It'd be nice to have more control over production and the people associated with it. Absolutely. Um, of course, Absolutely. my, you know, you talk about limiting beliefs and reservations. It's how do I start it implementing and then executing, especially cool, for let's that. Let's talk about those. Would you like to, would you like me to elaborate on those? Yeah, sure. All right. First thing is massive action, man. Like, right, like after we get off this call, get on Indeed, get on Facebook, get on Craigslist, put out three ads telling the world exactly what you're looking for. A painting foreman to run a new painting company with a growth mindset, right? Attract who you want, dude. 
And then let me break down my hiring process. Pretty simple. So I do have a form for them to fill out, which I'll share with you after this. I'll give it to you for free. It's a little course, four steps. You could take it. You could probably finish the course in 45 minutes. I'll give it to you for free. So you can at least get a, get some idea on how to do this. Second thing you want to do, okay? You want to do a little social media check. You want to do a Google search on the people, whoever you think is going to be a good applicant. Okay. This will just make sure that there's nothing publicly out there that would deter you from wanting to interact with this person, which trust me, it's happened. I've done it. And I've literally been like, yeah, I do not want to interact with this person based off of what I've seen on these public search engines. Okay. That's one filter process. Number two, you want to do a phone interview. Okay. Always do a phone interview, man. All right. That's step three after putting out the ad. Okay. Really just chatting. Hey, what's up? Just want to ask a little bit about your experience. Get a feel for how they sound on the phone. Are they motivated? Are they sleeping at one o'clock? Like what is their energy level? Like, do they want, did, did, what, Hey, what, what attracted you about the ad that we put out? Oh, I just need a job. Like, no, we don't want that guy. Hey man, I love the idea of you guys like wanting to really grow. I'm just looking for a better opportunity. That's the guy you want. Okay. Um, you're going to get these, you know, you're, you should, you should go through about four or five phone interviews before you even sit down with somebody. Then you do in-person interviews. Okay. Once you do the in-person interview, then you do a background check, 40 bucks, clearchecks.com, not a sponsor, just giving you somebody that I, a place that I like. Okay. They come back within three to five business days. Okay. Pretty quick. And then a working interview. All right. And now here's the thing you might be thinking, well, you know, once I hire somebody, what next? Well, guess what? You're going to postpone the hire, the start date. So you're going to try to align the start date. And I think you have about a week buffer. So you should be thinking of a job that you plan to be your first job with this new applicant. Okay. Does that make sense? So you should have a job in mind. Maybe it's painting a living room. Maybe it's painting a whole house. Save one of your jobs for this new hire. Okay. Say, I'm going to give this new job to my new hire. Okay. So right off the bat, you can start them on a job. Think of the homeowner. Hey, this homeowner is pretty flexible. So like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I, I understand the dynamic here. I know that the homeowner will be pretty lenient, you know, just knowing that it's one guy coming. Okay. But guess what? Honestly, Jack, have you painted before? Do you know how to paint? Yeah. Okay. When, when did you paint? I've painted, you know, some renovation houses. Cool. So I think you should do yourself a very good favor and work alongside this person for a couple of days on the first few days, hundred percent. I used to, I used to paint for six months, dude. I wore a Sherwin Williams shirt, white pants, white hat, loaded, sweating, full of paint, answering the phone, running my business. But I wanted to learn the people that I hired. I wanted to be there. I wanted to hear their conversations. I wanted to hear how they interacted. I wanted to know my production. You know, I like to use the restaurant as a good example. And it's like, if you don't know how to cook and you own a restaurant, guess what? If that chef leaves, man, you're in trouble. Your customers suffer. So it's really just important for you to just be in that production, understanding the dynamic, seeing how that person, seeing how many breaks that person takes, seeing, you know, seeing, you know, just some things. And that's what we call the working interview, man. You should be there for that working interview for however long you deem it necessary. And you know what? If you've done a good job of filtering the person out, you might do that working interview for three days and be like, this is my guy. I'm going to go sell that guy as much work as I can. And I'm going to start finding people to work alongside him. And I'm going to build that team. Your, your star in the sky should be four. You want to put together a team of four. Okay. That is your focus. I think that you get a team of four solid painters working together as a team. 
you are going to have a different life. You know, I really believe it, man. I did, I did that for a year. I had four painters. I think we hit about 600,000 with four painters. Okay. And we knocked out a lot of work, um, in one year with four painters. So, so that's, that's, I think that's what I got for you today, man. I mean, was that, was that helpful? Yeah, I appreciate it. Do you have like any feedback or do you have any questions? Um, not really. I appreciate the input. That was thorough. It's actionable. Um, you know, just start cool. implementing. Start implementing that, man. I, I see success with you, man. I really do. I think, uh, don't let these subcontractors, man, get you, you know? I've seen it too many times, man. It's just, a, it's just hard. I don't even use subcontractors at all. I won't even, even if I had extra work, I would never give it to a subcontractor because my brand and the experience that we give is so important to me that to get someone outside of my world to come into one of my jobs that doesn't know me, doesn't know how we interact, that doesn't, maybe doesn't even care, just wants to get a check that is not in alignment with why we're different, you know, um, how we treat customers, you know, the patience we have with customers, you know, um, some subcontractors might want to come in, get their check and leave. Like, that's not us. Like, I don't even care about the money. I just want to make sure that my customers get the best possible experience. And when I have a team of production, 13 guys that I wake up every morning and make sure have food on their table that I'm fighting for, that they're fighting for me as well, because they know that I'm loyal to them. You know, and there's a certain loyalty that happens with employees, man, that you just can't, I mean, you can't duplicate. You've got to earn it though. You've got to find those guys. You've got to know that, Hey man, these guys are working for you, but they're going to feel that you got their back, man. Building that freaking team, man. It's, there's just nothing like it. So I hope that you grab that. I'll send you the hiring course. I think it'll help. Um, but I know that there's somebody out there, man, that'll work for $25 an hour. That'll work alongside you and help you build your business. Awesome. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you, Jack. If you have any questions, man, hit me up. I'll send you an email a little bit later today. All right. Thanks, Tanner. All right, brother. Have a good one. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money. And you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.